Hello once again, and thank you for listening to the latest episode of Kansas City's Northeast Newscast. I'm your host, Paul Thompson, and today I'll be joined by Gennard Polite, the founder of One Kansas City Radio. The radio station is currently located on the grounds of the Kansas City Museum. In fact, the studio is housed at the site of the former museum gift shop. According to the station's website, onekcradio.org, the nonprofit's goal is to feature multicultural and multilingual daily programs representing our community and the urban core in a positive, entertaining, and informative format. I recently caught up with Polite to discuss the genesis of One Kansas City Radio, what draws him to the Kansas City urban core, his own career in music, including his time spent as a DJ under the moniker Catch-22, and what kind of partnerships he hopes to build in the community moving forward. My conversation with One Kansas City Radio founder, Gennard Polite, is coming up right now. Paul Thompson here with Northeast News, sitting alongside Gennard Polite. Hello. One KC Radio. All right. Thank you for the intro. Nice to have you here. How are things? Busy. Very busy. Very busy. uh, (laughs) We're actually, to provide a little context for those who are listening, actually sitting in an exterior house behind the Kansas City Museum. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are you, it's, uh, it's been... I guess turned into a pretty nice little radio studio here. What are you referring to this place as now? So uh, that's a good question. I think I've gone back and forth, but as of today, it's just called the studio. Okay. <laughs> you haven't found a, a sponsor for naming rights yet. You're, well, you're the, open for that. The, the sponsor really is the Kansas City Museum, so oh, yeah, it's yeah. their facility. Uh, they have been very generous to us, and we're here. Um, just for transparency, this used to be the gift shop. Right. So for those who, who know and who have been around the area long enough, you'll know that the gift shop is right behind the carriage house, which is right behind Corinthian Hall. I still have a few gift shop items, so right. you know, yeah, if they want to come in and yeah. <laughs> support the museum. Store too. Yeah, there you go. Support we'll take care of you. <laughs> and nice. Well, the, and the museum is under construction right now at Corinthian Hall, so there are crews all over the place. And, and then you got you, who yes. um, have taken over the studio here or the gift shop and turned it into One Kansas City Radio. That's right. Can you talk a little bit about how you came up with One Kansas City Radio and how you came into contact with Kansas City Museum for this project? Sure. So um, it's a connection of a connection of a connection. And I will say uh, in the Kansas City nonprofit community, um, really a lot of people are trying to help each other. And to make a long story short, that's really how I ended up here. Um, when I introduce the station to a lot of people, they say, oh, it's a great idea. You need to talk to this person. And that person will say, hey, you need to talk to that person. Mm-hmm. So through that series of events, I ended up, ended up with uh, Anna Marie at the Kansas City Museum, who was very excited about it. And we've been working together for the last two years to really understand what we're both trying to do, see how our missions align, and then also provide this space. So it's been quite a long journey. Uh, as far as the station itself, um, I'm originally from Chicago. There was uh, a lot of community, nonprofit, and college radio there that really gave a voice to the non-mainstream, um, not only content, uh, but music and voices. So when I got here, um, I didn't really see that. So I always thought that was a good idea to, to have a place for uh, the non-mainstream voice as well as the community voices. So you came to Kansas City, you noticed there was some sort of void there in getting these diverse voices from alternative platforms or people who just aren't being represented in the mainstream and that there was sort of a vacuum for that kind of perspective. 
Definitely. I saw, um, especially in the minority communities, that there wasn't really a whole lot of positive outlets on the media uh, for them. And really, for that matter, the, the local artists. I know Kansas City's come a long way in 15 years with a couple other stations in the area. But when it comes to the you know, multilingual, multicultural um, experience in Kansas City, I really still don't think there's a uh, platform for them uh, every day as as the main um, content. You know, there's bits and pieces here and there, but there's no one place that every day it's about those communities here in Kansas City. So I guess, is that the original vision for One Kansas City Radio? Did you always think of it like this? Did you come up with the name and then come up with the vision? Or, or how did that just sort of... The vision came... the birth happened? The vision came first. I would say, um, as the board and I talked about it, uh, we came up with One Kansas City Radio because we do understand that we live um, in the middle of two states, um, you know, multiple counties, uh, multiple jurisdictions. Right. Uh, and you look in the Northeast area alone, you got six different neighborhoods with right. strong individual identities. And you can just extrapolate that all over Kansas City and, and see that there's just a lot of representation. Sure, that's a good parallel, definitely. So we thought, you know, one Kansas City radio because we are one um, even though we are divided geographically and, you know, from a municipality uh, sense. Mm-hmm. And so you want it to be a radio station that provides these additional voices. How do you go about finding the programming that you've got thus far? And, and how might somebody reach out to you and, and get involved? So that's been a little bit challenging, to be honest. Um, we've had some great volunteers show up um, because they're, wasn't this platform there wasn't a lot of people storming down the door (laughs) um, waiting to be on the radio but um, I think as we build more excitement and build our listenership more and more people are coming out uh, that are excited that have talent or maybe don't have talent but have uh, time and ambition (laughs) and ambition so we're all about all of it so uh, if anybody wanted to volunteer or be a part of our station in any way and there's many things to do here other than just be on the air mm-hmm. uh, they can reach out to us online at one kcradio.org um, there's many links um, and emails to send um, would love to hear from you even with no radio experience what about somebody who maybe just has uh, an ear for music you know somebody who has they're like hey there's a 30 minute block i could put together a playlist to fit that block are you just taking do you, do you have a lot of people sending you stuff with without an email ahead of time just saying I got this. I got this mix right here. <laughs> they mean, got the, they got the mixtape, yeah, right? Yeah, right, right. So what, how much of that is there going on, or how much would you welcome? I mean, I at, at this point, you know, I tell people this is a really exciting time because it's really open right mm-hmm. now. I mean, there's really a lot of opportunity. So you know, as we fill slots, that opportunity will get less and less. But right now, it's very open. So. We want all of the tastemakers in Kansas City to be a part of the station. And yes, hey. I want to do this 30-minute or hour-long show of this music that fits our programming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, multilingual, multicultural, think about those, those themes, and, and positive. Mm-hmm. So we, we would not only invite somebody with a podcast-style show, but also a music show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Maybe breaking down the music a little bit after Breaking the down the music. Hey, if you want to do a motivational weekly, you know, speech that we record, let's mm-hmm. do that. 
definitely want to partner with local um, news and independent news um, sources like yourself. So it's open right now, and definitely um, we want to highlight and showcase Kansas City. And I think right now you've got a lot of music blocks and things like that. How much of a role do you have in identifying that music or, or, or putting those lists or those track lists together? So right now I, I have started out uh, myself and a handful of volunteers that are kind of doing most of the programming now um, do have a pretty heavy hand in it. But my goal is to really step all the way out of it. I really want this to come from Kansas City. Um, I want it to come from the Kansas City artists and musicians um, and just the general community to come in and express themselves. So if somebody sent you a Spotify playlist or something, I mean, what kind of format would you like to see this stuff come in? Um, ideally, we would like the shows to be an hour long mm-hmm. um, so we can broadcast them weekly. Um, really, to be a curator of music is important. So I would say sending a Spotify playlist as a program wouldn't cut it, yeah. but at least it gives me an idea of where you're going. Right. So again, we would be open to that. It's just... Uh, that might get the ball rolling. We'll help you format it and program it so it sounds like a radio program. What are your music influences? I mean, what what drew you to music in the first place? So, um, again, as a kid growing up in Chicago, um, I was the hardcore underground hip hop guy. So I did uh, I did the the emceeing and the DJing and the break dancing and some other things which I won't go into. But nobody uh, can see it right now. Anyway, <laughs> otherwise I would ask you to do some of that break dancing. There's, there's there's some things involved in in the scene that. Uh, aren't uh, super legal but uh, they're artistic in nature (laughs) maybe i can talk about that more off air once we put this thing to bed but uh, in terms of your experiences in chicago how involved were you in the music scene before you came to kansas city um i did multiple radio shows i was a radio broadcast major um really did four to five days at the height of my dj career at clubs and bars spinning music um, so I, I love music. I love performing music. I love being able to find stuff that's cool uh, that maybe people don't know about that but would be into. Right. So I, I'd like to bring a little of that to Kansas City. And, and like I kind of keep saying, really the Kansas City musicians need need this platform. So I would love anybody who's a musician who knows other musicians to come and do a show uh, on that music. Now, before we got started here, you made a comment about rapping. You, are you, you, you still have it? I don't know. When was the know. last time you rapped in public? I would ask you to rap right now. No, I, I, I don't, don't I have can't, anything on you. I can't do that anymore. But I will say I do have a 12-inch record out available in Japan. Oh, really? Yes. How did that happen? So we were putting out music as well. And uh, a compilation I put together with some other artists, I submitted to a distributor. And they came back and said, hey, there's a... There's a company out in Japan that really likes a couple of tracks, and here's the two tracks, and one of them was mine. And I was like, well, I'm not really an MC, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of cool, like something to do and, and, and really see how it goes from uh, recording and then just an idea and just for fun to like somebody actually legitimately being interested right. in it. And so. so somebody would have to travel to Japan to get this, or are there some websites? No, it's on websites, um, but they did press up a 12-inch vinyl of it. Um, and if you wanted to look for it, just go check out Catch-22. Classic material is the name of the album. Uh, search for it. You'll find it, and uh, it'll be there. I, I put in a few stores here in Kansas City, too, like just like sl- slip it in right, on, right. on a couple of people. Uh, <laughs> don't know if they're still there, but... Uh, is it under? Did you have a, an MC name or? Yeah, uh, my DJ name is Catch Twenty Two. Oh, Catch Twenty Two yeah. is you. Okay, yeah. cool. Gotcha. So, so that's me. I like that. Is that a reference to the novel or something different? 
Um, it's not a reference to the novel, but it's really about being between a rock and a hard place. Right. And that's what that novel is all about. So that's funny. <laughs> um, cool. And so growing up in Chicago, being involved in that scene, how big was music in your everyday life then? It was my life for a good 10 years every day. And so when-, when you talk about going to record stores and buying records, recording mixes, recording music, making beats, I mean... You could you could spend all day making a beat. Right. So if you want to see how time-consuming music can be, I mean, ask any uh, musician as well that plays an instrument. I mean, they can practice all day long. Right, and it's easy to pick apart your own flaws, I think. Yes. If you're like, well, this wasn't perfect. Yes. i got to go back and do that again, right? I was making a mix yesterday uh, with my wife as the audience, and I said that was terrible. She's like, I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make her listen again? No, scratch? no, I, I, I stopped at, at, at 11 p.m. It was time to go to bed then. <laughs> nice. uh, so what's your reaction when you see Chicago artists pop off? You know, somebody go national from Chicago. Do you still feel that sense of pride? I love it. I really do because, um, and I draw a parallel, the same way I feel about the Kansas City music scene now is how I felt in Chicago then, which is there's tons of talent, there's tons of people who can do it, but there's no industry here. Right. And when you don't have an industry somewhere, it's hard to like really put anything out because everybody's either in New York or L.A. and they have all the resources and they have right. all the contacts and all the connections and all the push. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love seeing, you know, Common and Kanye and um, Lupe Fiasco and all those those guys, even Chance, Chance the Rapper. Right. I mean, you know, that's all love. But I know that there's probably a hundred other MCs and right. artists there that are just as good as better that and the general public has never heard of them. never heard of them right so i mean big shout out to juice on that by the oh, way there we go if anybody's <laughs> looking for uh, some uh, some new material uh i did also want to ask you, you mentioned the kansas city scene is kind of similar mm-hmm. to what you experienced maybe 15 years ago mm-hmm. growing up in chicago one thing i've noticed in kansas city is that there have been a lot of these little live music venues that are popping up all over the place so you got the record bar moving down to crossroads yep. you got the truman in that same area have you seen anything that you think is an up-and-coming act in Kansas City that you would like to feature here at some point? I mean, there's tons of them, and I don't want to. I don't want to be biased because I have a couple of favorites. Right. No, but, be biased all you want. I That's mean, what this is all about. You know, def- there's a group called the Soul Servers actually that I met um, when I was DJing here. That they were were one of the guys was a security, and we just started talking about music, and then I was like, guys, you need to be doing a whole lot more but right. uh so i would say soul servers um smooth confusion lou rip deuce fontaine um my guy pl uh reach definitely reach was one um d will who goes by conductor williams now is mm-hmm. an awesome dope dope beat maker um those are really um oh for uh, royce diamond royce diamond okay. uh definitely so those are those are like my guys mm-hmm. but that's even a whole subset of a genre that, I mean, if you rolled hip-hop and rap out in Kansas City, there's, like, whole other parts of town. And, right. I mean, obviously, you know, Tech 9 and Strange Music, that's established. That's that's right. always going to be okay um, <laughs> doing what they do, and they do a great job. But um, there's tons of acts that, out of Kansas City that that I think are really good that, that just need that platform. Could you ever see yourself doing uh, live music in here, bringing people in there to do a, an acoustic performance or just something – uh, you know, maybe a full band or sure. just bring out an MC to come out here and, uh, you know, show off some of their work? Most definitely. I would love to do album release parties or mm-hmm. virtual album release parties where we set up a camera and you can 
you know, you could perform your album or cuts from it, mm-hmm. um, or a live acoustic. Um, Maria the Mexican would love, you know, did some stuff with them. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, have new albums and they put a lot of material out. So I am in touch with a lot of different musicians in Kansas City and would love to use this space to, to highlight and showcase them. Sure. Now, you've alluded in the past in our prior conversations that this has been a work in progress and mm-hmm. something that uh, has had setbacks and taken time to get off the ground. Uh, can you maybe elaborate on just some of those those sort of roadblocks that popped up as you were working to get this set? So I think the first roadblock was really getting through the process itself. To be awarded that license from the FCC took took a while. Um, lots of engineering involved, lots of uh, site studies involved, finding the right place, finding a place that, you know, will let us host for essentially nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that was one of the setbacks. The fiscal one is always a challenge, sure. <laughs> as, as you might be aware of. It's, yep. it's hard to get people to give you money when, when you're just starting. So that was a big one. Um, I think since we've gotten past all those roadblocks now, we're really at a point where our next hurdle is really getting the community involved. And that, that's why I appreciate the interview and, 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 and the attention here, because we really just need people to show up mm-hmm. um, who are excited about it, um, who can be kind of relied on to, to, to be part of the programming mm-hmm. or the station in some way. So I think as of right now, that's really our, our, our next two. Well, the financial one's always a hurdle. It never right. goes away. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but the keep, bar just keeps getting right, worse, right? Keeping the, the lights on um, and then really building up that uh, participation from the community is, cool. is what I would say is our, our current hurdles. Right. And would you welcome collaborations with area schools, get some high school kids involved or internship programs or something of that nature? Most definitely. Right now we're working, um, just started working with the Full Employment Council. They have a program um, that will hopefully get a few interns, but definitely want to partner with uh, high schools, after school programs, anybody who has kids or young young people that uh, have an interest that, that you know, are responsible. Good. Where do you see this project being in five years from now. I know it's early and there's a lot of different opportunities and possible challenges moving forward. But that being said, uh, you know, I've talked to you about where you want to be and how you'd like to see this grow outside of yourself. Sure. So where do you see One Kansas City Radio being in five years? Uh, knock on wood, assuming that everything goes well right. enough and that you're still right. operational, right? Um, I, w- I think kind of part of our other conversations, um, one of those pillars is really being a media incubator and a news incubator for Kansas City um, and being a place where people can train and build their skills and really have some practicum around um, providing some kind of news or content uh, on a regular basis. Um, so that, that would be one, to have a solid uh, system and program set up where people are coming in and, and really setting out after this experience to do something, you know, on a commercial radio station or on a commercial television station or on a commercial newspaper. Sure. Um, the second one would really be to provide content that is um, accessible and um, interesting uh, on a national level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, NPR-type programs where they're being broadcast in other markets and other cities would love to represent Kansas City in that way. Um, and really the third piece... Um, really for it to operate on its own. You know, right. I, my, my goal was to build this platform, but it's really to step away and let the community come in and, 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 and run it. Right. Let the local tastemakers come in and, and do, and it, do what they with do. with ambition and talent who have passion for, for getting those voices out there. That's right. Sort of become that 
the face of of the organization, right? I mean, Definitely. So you hope that you won't have to be doing these kind of interviews <laughs> forever? Well, they'll take on Is a different form. They'll, yeah. they'll take a different form, right? I'll get to uh, just congratulate everybody who's been a part of it and thank everybody. I think that's, that's what I would love to do. I wanted to ask you as well, uh, and we did talk about it briefly earlier, but the role of the Kansas City Museum, Anna Marie Tatera. Sure. Uh, they, it seemed like, as, as far as I understand it, they got really involved after you got the license to air, right? So when I, when I met with Anna Marie originally, um, again, when we talked about our missions, they really aligned. Um, on top of our missions align and uh, what our role, I think, in, in the museum is really to provide a place to record the stories um, that will be part of the interactive experience when the museum um, reopens. Mm -hmm. So again, opening our doors to the community, recording these stories, getting this history, archiving it, and and really having it um, audio-wise for the museum, as well as partner with them uh, on a youth radio show that that she's uh, putting together. So there's some concrete things that we've already discussed and agreed that that we're looking forward to doing, but I think, you know, from a 40,000-foot uh, level, we're, we really align in understanding that we want the community to be a part of both of our experiences, and it's interactive. It's not just, hey, come listen to the radio station or come to the museum. It's, hey, come be part of the radio station, be part of the museum, because the history of Kansas City, um, not only the past, but the present and the future is all about who lives in the community, who used to live in the community and who will live in the community. Right. And I think you find, I mean, nobody has better stories about local communities and your specific neighborhood than the people who've lived in there forever. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, even if your family moves on or, or your kids go on and move to another part of town or even another city or another country, you come back here, you feel that pride, and you go through some of that old stuff, and it's just it's nostalgia. Definitely. You know? So definitely, uh, I think there's a lot of that with the Northeast, mm-hmm. particularly, and, and Kansas City as a whole. When people leave, they might not come back right away, but I think there's always that little sense that mm-hmm. this community is something special, and there's so much history around here, definitely. especially in the Northeast. It's one of the oldest, and really one of the coolest neighborhoods mm-hmm. in the city. So it, I think it's cool that you guys are here and embracing what the Kansas City Museum is doing as well. And I think a lot a lot of it, at least for me in my heart, it kind of reminds me of the neighborhood I grew up in Chicago. So right. I think there's a lot of nostalgia even for me to say, hey, this is like looks and feels familiar. So mm-hmm. I, I like this. I like being here. I like being part of it. Cool. Well, I, I feel the excitement. I know that uh, we're excited to partner with you however we can moving forward. I guess I should mention at some point that uh, these podcasts that we've been producing mm-hmm. over the course of the last year are likely, a lot of them will eventually be appearing on your airways, right? So we have them slotted right now, and um, it's 9.30 a.m. on every every Sunday Okay, for now. Cool. Well, hopefully I can keep up with the demand, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this will get us <laughs> on the path, and I look forward to conducting more interviews and just following your progress moving forward, but I right. definitely appreciate your time. Right. Thank you for your support and your interest. Thank you. All right, all, that'll do it for the latest edition of the Northeast Newscast. Once again, thank you to Gennard Polite for participating. And I'd like to remind our listeners that you can listen to One Kansas City Radio at their website, onekcradio.org. Or if you're within a five-mile radius of the Kansas City Museum, you can catch it at 100.1 FM. Thank you again for listening. This is Paul Thompson, signing out.